joined right now by Dan's Brooklyn Stickup, a former hip hop game demo of the month winner. One of my favorite artists who's just shown so much evolution and growth over the last 10 years as I followed him and, and stayed in touch. You know, Dan, thanks a lot, man, for joining us today. I'm really excited to talk to you about your new projects and, and some of the statements you've made lately. Likewise, Brian, man. Thank you. Thank you for your time, man. It's always a pleasure. It's crazy, man. Like the hip hop game demo of the month, man. That it seems like yesterday, man, but that was actually a pretty long time ago. Yeah, man. It was. Time flies, man. Time flies when you have having fun and we and we sure as hell having a lot of that. That's great, man. Yeah, you, you your your new project, man, you know, when they give you nothing. Um, you know, just a, a short project, man, but it's great, you know, it's a, as, as an EP. What do you want to give fans with that? You know, we, you know, everything we do is, is, is shrouded in reality. So, you know, what, what our mantra is when they give you nothing, take everything. So this is, the, this is the first dosage. So, you know, we gave you when they give you nothing. I think the music speaks for itself. You got, got a, a controversial piece on there that's relative to what's going on in, in the industry right now in terms of publications and people paying for publications and publications expecting you to pay them so they could they could uh they could write about you and things of that nature so i, I figured i'd just shed light on that just shot the video with trey pizzy for fuck fader you know chicago cooked up one hell of a beat and we just went to town on it so you know i just had you know i feel like when when, when you're, you're a rapper and you're an artist of, of any genre of music for that matter that you're, you're pretty much a mandated reporter and you have to, you know, speak about, you know, current events and the current climate and your environment. And I think that uh, the CP did, did, did that very well. I would agree, man. I would agree. And, you know, you look at the song Fuck Fader, man, you know, I was definitely going to get to that, man. But since you mentioned it, man, let's just get right to that. You know, <laughs> like, I love it, man, because... One of the things I saw, man, you know, and I saw it from the, the, the journalism side of things, man, is, you know, studying the game as a journalist. You know, I, I can remember going through, you know, source ads and double XL mags and, and source mags and, and looking at the ads and seeing like, OK, this person just got a mic check of the source, but they also took out a full page ad. You know, what, what, what you're talking about, man, I mean, this isn't something new, man. This, this has been going on. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and you know, guess what happens is, you know, if, if 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 you if you let things like that continue to happen, you kind of you, you're pretty much an enabler. You know what I mean? Like you, you, nobody, you know, sheds light on it. Nobody, it's like it's like taboo. Nobody wants to speak on it. You know, people are fucking scared of getting blacklisted. Like you know, yo, if I, if I make reference to it, if I shed some light on it no publication might write about me ever again you know i mean it, 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 it's gotten to the point it's gotten to we created this monster you know what i'm saying and we allowed it for so long and nobody had a platform to, to, to speak about it or do it in in, 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 the, in the fashion that we did it in and um i'm i'm proud of it and like i said i don't we don't we don't have any any uh real issue or real real problem with anybody directly at fate they're just the guiltiest by association because of, of their stature, you know what I mean? Like, it, these are real things that have happened to me. I, like I said, my lyrics are shrouded in reality, so I go on last few lab, um, meetings with labels that I was invited to the meeting because they wanted to discuss the situation. And, uh, you know, the, the question comes up at the end of the, uh, at end of the conversation after they go through all the accolades and things of that nature. And, um, and like, yo, man, so have you been on, on Fader yet? 
And this happened in like three interviews <laughs> recently. And I'm like, nah, man, why does everybody keep asking me that? Like, nah, I've been on, you know, I perform, <laughs> I've been on the MTV VMAs. You know what I'm saying? I'm only the second American rapper to ever perform on live television in Italy besides Eminem. Like, I've won Hot 97 Battle of the Beats. I got massive videos on MTV and BET. Uh, you know, uh, I got manufacturers overseas. I'm moving merchandise internationally. Like, why are you asking me if I've been on Fader? Like, it's the, the benchmark or the validation point that you need to continue uh, discussing the situation. So that's where fuck Fader came from because my answer really was like, what? Now, fuck Fader. It's not like, I would have said it about, like, fuck Pitchfork, like, fuck Irmoco or anybody who, you keep asking me about them and they haven't written about me like that. Uh, not my, really my concern. I'm doing other other things that are, that are great. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I mean, to clear it up, man, it's not like Fader ever came to you and said, we need money to cover you. Did, did, or did you have that Because Fader says that doesn't happen and they don't do that. Did, did you have any specific dealing with Fader? Um, or is it just because Fader came up in the label meeting? Yeah, no. Actually, we, you know, we had uh, my, my manager busy, you know, he had he had uh, reached out to, to, to somebody that he that he uh, was referred to to you know have a discussion to talk about a couple of things, and uh, they had a they had an email correspondence, and um, busy asked asked people over there you know so so what's going on like uh, we got a cool project coming out you know I'll, I'll send you some of the music and we can get the ball rolling and you see see if you guys like some of that if you like it you can write about it. And they actually told them, you know, they run art, artist campaigns and they, they, they threw a number at him that was kind of like, <laughs> made us really laugh. So it's like, you got the fucking kidding me? So uh, I'm not going to go into detail right now about, about the specific number or whatever, but they de- definitely did say that they, they run out artist campaigns and uh, for, for a particular price. Which is so crazy because, you know, you look at a lot of the blogs out today, man, and they feel like they're just a shell of journalism to where it's more of a PR campaign for artists because no matter if it's dope or not, they post everything certain artists do while ignoring so many other artists completely. You know, do you feel like a lot of the publications and blogs today are just more campaigns and and, and PR campaigns basically for artists? Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely. I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, Everybody got to make their money. You know what I'm saying? I don't knock anybody that that is, is, is making a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, this is this is the music business, so everybody got to make their money in whatever shape, way, shape, or form that they make their money, and nobody's knocking that. But it it, it just takes you back, and you know, you, you get taken back when, you, like, your intelligence, like you're insulting my intelligence. Like, how could you ask somebody that's an intelligent person that they've been on fading yet and use it as like? A, a validation tool when the fact of the matter is I could I could pay to be on Fader I could pay to be on any publication does, does that mean I'm hot <laughs> you know what I mean like that's something that can be purchased that doesn't mean that you're since you're on Fader that doesn't mean you're good that doesn't mean that you're you, you're doing the type of things that I'm doing or I've done or you're the caliber artist that I am you know what I mean like it doesn't mean any of that it means that it, it was a service that was purchased so I don't, it, it's weird that labels are using that as a validation tool whether they want to uh, discuss the situation with you or not. Yeah, I would agree, man. You know, it's is, is Fader the only one, man? Or, I mean, have you have you encountered that with blogs um, as well? 
I mean, I'm, we, I've always done very well on the blogs. I mean, like you said, Brian, you, me and you go back for some time now, and you, 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 you've been a journalist. You, you, you've done some things of, of, of big-time notoriety. You guys run a, 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 a great operation over there. So, you, 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 I mean, I'm sure you've seen that I've, I've done well with the blogs over, over, over time. I've for done sure. well with a lot of uh, good publications, a lot of good blogs. So it's like you asked me about the one blog that hasn't really ever written a piece on me and using that as a validation tool. But the funniest part about it is, and why I'm so proud of it, is because you asked me if I've been on Vader and once again, use it as like a, a validation tool. And I tell you, fuck Vader. And then Huffington Post writes about me saying, fuck Vader. Yep. <laughs> And Huffington Post is, is way bigger than Fader. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, do you go back to the label out now? Like, nah, Fader didn't write about me, but I said, fuck Fader. And Huffington Post wrote about that. So, are we cool now? <laughs> <laughs> it's cra crazy how that worked out, man. You know, what do you think of the fact, man, that, you know, this statement of yours got so much, like, you know, movement and traction so fast, especially with like, you know, a site like Huffington Post writing about about that. You know, did that surprise you? It it, it definitely did. It definitely did because you know, everything that we do is is, is is either to shed light or raise awareness or you know what I mean, like that. Well, me anyway, me in particular. That's what what I do. So, you know, we speak about so many things that that are going on in. in in the community and, and, and with the current in the current climate in terms of rap right now and a lot of times it falls on deaf ears you know what i'm saying you feel like damn i did i feel like i did a great job and, and a lot of people feel like you did a great job with it and just you just sometimes you feel like it falls on deaf ears so something of this magnitude i was just hoping that it struck a chord somewhere where other artists would see it and be like oh you know what man word i i, I like what this guy said i could relate to it and, and you know I, i'll stop worrying about whether or not Fader posts my shit or not. I'll just spend that time and energy and invest it into myself. You know what I mean? And work on my craft and work on building my brand and not worrying about who writes about me and this and that. And lo and behold, a, a, a major publication took a liking to what I was saying and the stance that I took and, and, and they went ahead and, and wrote about it. Yeah, that's it's incredible, man. And you know, I, what, something I can tell you too, man, from, from when Hip Hop Game... Um, you know, just from back in the day when, you know, ads were selling off, you know, so fast is so many artists or managers and, you know, would come to me and say, I want to buy an ad. So it's like, cool, like we can do an ad, but they'd be like, I want demo of the month with that. Or I want artist of the month with that. Or I want a feature. And it's like, no, like the, the ad and the feature are two different departments. Like, even though I did both departments, it's like. I had to be so careful as a journalist to maintain my integrity to not exact take a dollar exactly. and then give that's an interview. That's exactly what I was about to say. And that's why I respect you guys over there. And the, and the whole Brooklyn Stick-Up team respects you guys over there because it's, it's a rarity and it's not many people that, you know, that, that their integrity is a priority. You know what I mean? And, and uh, this, it's hard to turn down a dollar. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to turn down a dollar. This is a business here. This is a, this is a business. But integrity is everything to me, man. 
I don't compromise it in my lyrics. I don't compromise it in my stance. I don't compromise it with my image. I don't compromise it with anything that that I do. You know what I mean? So, to to for for people like you guys, um, my man SK and Now Right never compromises integrity. You know, we've been around for a long time, so we know we know we know the players and we know who they are. We know who 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 the stand up guys, and you guys are definitely some stand up guys over there, man. And and I've never talked to SK. I don't know him. But he's been a consistent supporter of yours, man. And it's like, it's cool, man, because even if I lose track of you, I can go to Not Right and search your name and get caught up with everything, man, because he's he's been a consistent supporter, man. But like, it's hard to find writers and, and bloggers who will consistently support, you know, and, and, and be honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. And... and, and like I said, it's the business of it, it, it and then it, it's kind of—I know for some people it's kind of demoralizing. You know what I mean? A lot of, you see a lot of artists; they just fizzle out and they, and they just pack it up because of the business aspect of it. It takes—it really takes the love out of it for a lot of artists. But me in particular, man, I like to put the gloves on and step in the ring. <laughs> yeah, and I like. It's it's really interesting too, man, to, to hear your perspective as an artist, man, especially one who is able to get organic support just off the quality of the music. Because, you know, when when I think back to like, I'm thinking 2010, 2011, when hip hop yeah. games numbers started to decline, and the blog started to really take off, and video, you know, became much easier. Like YouTube was exploding, and Artists were doing more videos. Um, I remember having this conversation with Duck Down. I, you know, we were talking about ad buy, and I was like, you know, that's a lot lower than what you guys used to do. Like, what's going on? You know, is everything cool? And they're like, well, you know what? We're just not really spending money on ads like we used to. You know, we're putting that same money back into doing videos because everybody's going to post a video that we do, and that's like a free ad for us on every blog site, as opposed to doing an ad buy with you guys and an ad buy with hip hop dx and then you know we can't spend that money on two or three different videos so what my, my point in saying that is that the easy money really dried up for websites you know with with the with indie artists and with the smaller um with the smaller artists to where you really had to be part of like that complex network with the major ad buys with like budweiser and and the major companies to really have a blog that you know was making money so yeah you know in looking at that you know a lot of blogs aren't part of complex and they they want to be and it's hard it's and it's hard to make money on your own like like i'm doing we going in now with 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 one of my best friends from college um because i'm not real i don't really consider myself like full-time hip-hop game right now and yeah you know it's like you know, we pay the server fees. We don't do ads. Like we're doing this off the passion, um, and it's it's something that like I love doing interviews. He loves covering hip hop. It's 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 something that we're not looking to make money off of, but a lot of people are, man. You know, and it's it's hard for bloggers to make money and to make a living off of this. Um, whereas I can remember, you know, fifteen twenty or fifteen. Um, years ago, 10 years ago, like you couldn't stop the ads from coming in. So like, I know I just rambled on a lot, but like, it's hard for the blogs to make money, you know? Yeah. And and so I feel like there's a lot of desperation out there 
where if you can hook an artist, oh. you know, we'll, we'll roll out the red carpet for you if you're going to pay us a lot of money. Precisely. Precisely. And, it, and, it, and then you see, you see it's directly related to the quality of music being put out. Yep. It matter if the music is good. It doesn't matter what the message is behind the music. It doesn't matter if this guy is talented or not. <laughs> Only the money matters. <laughs> Only the money matters. So, it, 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 you know, we've always been anti-industry. You know what I mean? With regard to Brooklyn Sticker. We've always been, you know, we want to go against the grain. Because just because that's the way things work, and, and, and those are the that's the, the, the fucking template right now that everybody has to follow. No, we don't want to do that. We're gonna do it our way, and it's gonna work. And you know we've got we've done well, Brian. We've done well, man. We've done well. And a, lot, a lot of times, you know, even within the crew, the crew look around like, damn, why is this guy getting more looks than you dance, or why is this guy on tour with this guy, or why is this guy in, in, in fader, blah blah blah, and they. they you tend to overlook what you have accomplished, and and I never do. I never do. Being a, one, being from New York, a rapper from New York, is this place is fucking. It's no no cliche term to say if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Like people just don't like people here. Everybody's a hater here. You know what I mean? Like everybody got a cousin that's my cousin's better than him, or my brother's better than him, or I know this guy who's better than him. Once you say that, nah, this guy's nice. So to make it here, to be embraced here, and and to do what we've done here, and to have the following that, and the support that we've gotten here in our hometown, that speaks volumes to me, and I'm very proud of that. You know, so the, the ball keeps rolling, man, and we keep swinging. Yeah, so true, man. And you know, I want to definitely talk more about the music. I got a couple more questions for you, man, just about your experiences with the media. You know. Do you feel that because of the current climate, man, with hip hop media and the ad buys, that are we getting honest writing from these websites? When you look at the major websites, you look at the small websites, do you feel like we're getting a level of like critical analysis and honesty that hip hop fans deserve? Now, I don't, I don't, I, to be completely honest with you, with, with the, you know, we, like I said, we, we're, we're some pretty intelligent dudes over here, man. Like, we do research just like everything else. This is the music business. So for you to be successful in the music business, especially as an independent company, you have to educate yourself. And you have to, you know, you have to do your research. And, you know, just like these, these journalists are supposed to find talent and find stories and find out who's, who's popping where and who, you know, find out everything that and, and share it with the, the, the rest of the world. We're looking into who these guys are and where they come from and where they get their start and what's their resume say. And a lot of these guys, man, like they're not in they're not in these places. They're not in these streets. They're not outside like that. You know what I mean? Like so, they, they cannot talk to you with honesty. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're talking to you from with with third party information. They're talking to you on some. I've, I've seen I've seen journalists almost fucking copy and paste an entire other journalist article with somebody and story about somebody and, and, and almost repeat it verbatim you know what I mean it's happened to me man I, I I had stories up and then next thing I know it's copy and pasted on Hip Hop DX yeah 
Yeah, like like you sat down or you went. Yeah, I went. I went to. I went to his hood, and I, I spent the day with him. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. So it's not honest. You know what I'm saying? You didn't find. You didn't find this artist. Somebody, you know, somebody your boss told you, you know, to go write about this guy because this guy, you know, sent the bag over there. Yeah. So your so your boss said you have to write four stories about him in the next two months. Because that's what the bag paid for. Yep. So it can be honest, you know what I mean? Not, well, 95% of it. Because there's still some real writers out there that really are doing their, their, their groundwork. And they're going out there and they're, they're going to these showcases. They're going to these, you know, they're going to these who's nexts. And they're not only there for the, for the, for the, for the headliner. They're, they're watching everything. You know what I mean? They're shedding light on the, 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 the opening act that smoked the fucking headliner. You know what I mean? I tip my hat to those guys. Yeah, yeah, for real. That that's that's where that's where it's at, and that's where it needs to stay, man. Because that that's how we're gonna get this new, the new generation of talent, and really shine light on who deserves it. Um, yep. And something I found interesting, man. You know, just looking, you know, because because I was interested to see, man, with you, like, so so fuck fader blew up, man. You know, and it it got you a lot of shine, definitely for the shock value and for the title, and as well as yep. as the message. And everything you're saying in there, man, because people are not talking like that and they're not making songs like that. So I went through a few sites and just looked and was like, you know, what have they done with Dan's, you know, over the last few years? And I saw like, yep. so for example, like, like not right, like SK's, like I already knew this before I even looked, but he's been a consistent supporter of you for a long yep. time, you know, yep. um, you know, but I look at two dope boys, they hadn't posted anything from you in three years. Um, and then you just released a video um, in like mid January that got posted, but the last the last post before that was in 2013. You know, yeah. do you think it's because of the buzz of, of Fuck Fader? Like, how how do you go three years taking off from covering you? Now all of a sudden you're back being covered. I mean, it's it's, it's like like I said, Brian. It's, it's uh, I'm so uh, hard headed. <laughs> I'm so stubborn in the fact that it's, it's, it's the principle behind who I am. It's principle. You know, I mean? there's rhyme or reason to, of, about what I do and what Brooklyn Stickup is about. And like, like you see, and two dope boys. You know, shout out to two dope boys because they 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 post the things. You know, what I'm saying they 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 post the things. Yeah. But um, it, it's the people that that wrote about us in the beginning that found me for whatever reason that was like, oh, I like this, 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 this music. And they posted it. And the ones that do it consistently are the ones who, you know, their integrity hasn't been compromised. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm, I'm consistent. I'm always working. I'm always putting out projects. I'm always, I'm always going here and there. You know what I'm saying? I've been out the country four times already. I'm, you know, I'm getting paid shows in Italy, Milan, Florence. You know, I'm about to go to Japan. So we're doing what we do. You know, the videos land on, on, on major networks. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost funny where your videos on BET, on BET Jams, on MTV Jams, three, four, five of them, but nobody writes about it. So, you know, it is what it is, man. It's, it's, it's a fickle game. And and what it sounds like too, man, with, with you and Busy, you guys are not basing your success off of media coverage. 
because nah. you, Absolutely. you know from from the time I've known you, man, you you guys have had the original tees. You're always updating the designs. Um, you do the music on your own. You know, you're a really self-contained operation. So it's it. What drew me to you guys at first, way back, and um, and you know, I I still see it to this to this day is, is the organic movement that you know we're gonna do what we do, and whoever jumps on you know on board the movement is gonna be there, but you know, good or bad, we're not gonna stop. Like we're gonna we're gonna do what we're gonna do organically. That's it because of the integrity, Brian. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not this guy that gonna go like oh shit uh fucking big sean got an album release i'm gonna go there and i'm gonna make sure i take a picture of it and post it on instagram and be like yo i'm here i'm here at big sean's album release party with my bro big sean <laughs> yep. you know what i mean so people could be like oh shit he was in a fucking picture with big sean so he must be hot so now he come check me like I, i've never been that guy you know what i mean like I, I will never be that guy like I might go to Big Sean's album release party and just chill and listen to the music and be a fan and fucking leave. Have a couple of drinks and leave and be like, that shit was dope. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I've never been that guy. Like, that's that's the part that's anti-industry about me where I'm just a regular dude, man. Like, I'm just a regular dude. I'm a fan I'm a fan of rap. I'm a fan of, of, of great artists. I'm a fan of great work ethic. You know, I, I, I give credit where it's due. People, you know, this is. I, I don't know. You, they don't make. They don't make me like they used to, man. <laughs> no, for real, and and I think that's why, man. I think I think that's why, you know, we hit it off, you know, early on. But still, you know, after all these years, like, still cool, man. You know, and what what else is really cool to me, man, is how you and Busy are still working together. And you you shout out on when they give you nothing, how you guys are different from Damon Jay or from Puff and Biggie. What is it that has allowed you guys to continue working together, and what makes you guys such a great team? Because that's my best friend. That's my brother. That's my best friend. And this this music shit don't have nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? Like I we, I could stop rapping tomorrow, and I'll be with Busy every day, and, and whatever he decides to do, or whatever endeavor he's pursuing. I'm 100% with him on that. Whatever endeavor I'm pursuing, I'm a, he's 100% with me on that. I'm, you know, he's he's my son's uncle. I'm his daughter's godfather. You know, like, this is about more than music, man. Like, people get this music shit too crazy. So, I, I leave with who I came with, Brian. And that's it. And and that's I think that's what's made Brooklyn stick up, you know, such a, such a you know tight-knit organization and, and 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 entity you know do you guys want to expand brooklyn stick up like what are your plans for that like and, and as far as like working with with outside people you know how do you guys manage that yeah i mean we we would love to expand you know the, the, the overall goal is to fucking you know be internationally known you know what i mean i have a, I have and grow the fan base and have a, a you know a, a, a core audience that that reaches massive demographics like you know no one particular demographic is, is is higher than the other for fucking with us you know what i mean like like i said there's way more people in the world that are less fortunate than fortunate and we do this for the have not we do this for the people that you know they're just begging for a shot 
You know, they just begging for one chance to be heard. You know, one opportunity, a, a break. Give me, a, you know, people that can't find a fucking job and they're just hoping for a fucking break. They're busting their ass. They're going to fucking put in resumes every day. They're going everywhere. They're online on fucking Craigslist, just trying to make, just trying to get something, just scratching and clawing to get it. We do this for them. You know what I'm saying? So. We're just trying to, you know, touch people all over, or everywhere that, that is about that type of lifestyle, this blue-collar lifestyle, you know what I mean? Yep. And hopefully more and more people embrace it, more and more people, you know, take, take a, a peek at what we're doing and buy into it and say, you know, that's something that I can stand by because I like that these guys are putting out. I like what these guys are about, you know what I mean? I like that these guys take a stance and draw their line in the sand and aren't afraid to stand there and, you know, on the front line with it. That's right. what we're. That's what we're about. We hope that you know a lot of people out there embrace what we're doing and, and appreciate what we're doing for them. And and you know when you look at that too, I mean I, I think that's awesome. You know, doing it independently. A lot of people say you know you can only go but so far doing it independently. You need a major. You need major funding. You need, you need major backing. You know, what's your response to that? I mean, you don't need you. You don't need it. It's not a necessity, you know what I'm saying? We didn't have it, and everything that we've been able to accomplish is because of what we didn't have. Everything that we've learned, you know, we, we shoot our own videos. We, we got our own red cam, you know what I'm saying? We got we edit our own videos. We fucking, we, we record our own music. We got our own producers. We got our own website. We have our own merchandise. We have manufacturers in fucking China. We have, you know, we're completely self-sufficient, like... Invest in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said about what what, uh, what Doug Down said, I believe, right? Yep. Why? Why would I? You know, it's it's, it's count. Not only is it counterproductive, but why would I spend, let's say, okay, the going rate for a PR right now? And don't get me wrong, because some people that's the route you have to go. Because you didn't, you know, that this is the, this is where you're at. Everybody has a different route. Everybody's at a different place in the game. But me personally, why would I spend three thousand dollars a month on PR when I could take that three thousand dollars and print up a fucking boatload of merchandise that will all sell out and, and make my money and keep my money? You know what I mean? So it's not a necessity. Build your brand up. Invest, in, invest in, 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 in having your own thing so you don't have to outsource and pay other people to do these things for you. You know what I'm saying? Build your brand up. Be, be, become an entrepreneur. Become self-sufficient. Become a boss. You know what I'm saying? Become a, 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 a person or a business that does not have to depend on outsourcing. You know what I'm saying? Keep everything in-house. And then you keep all of the revenue that you generate. And that's, that's what you're supposed to do as an independent company. Yeah. Sometimes it takes longer. Of course, it takes longer. You see, it's been a gradual process for us. I could have just took that money and just said, I'll pay, I'll, I'll pay for a boatload of features. I'll pay for all these publications, and then I'll be on. But no, nah, I don't. It don't. That's not what I, what I've ever been about. You know what I mean? I've been about my whole crew eating. But I'll pay you when I can pay my crew. That no, that, that makes sense, man. You know. Um... And I think, you know, you look at what you've done, man, like you can't be complacent either, you know, being independent, like, you know, fuck fader is a huge moment for you, but it's like, you know, once the video drops, have you already got the next move plotted as far as like the next project? I mean, it, it seems like you would have to always be plotting, 
you know, two, three moves ahead of the game. Oh, absolutely. This this fuck faded shit, Brian, was the idea was hatched last year. Wow. And we just been you know what I mean? Like I wrote this shit last year. And we've been just strategically, you know, putting all the pieces together and and waiting for the right time to drop it. You know what I'm saying? Like this every move here is calculated. I got four albums recorded already. I got I got an album, I got a, a EP with with Telly from Fame School about to drop that's fucking <laughs> Nothing but great music on there. I got, you know, like I said, to take everything EP, that's already complete. You know, I got a, uh, multiple EPs that, that that are 90% done. So we got a lot of music that's going to roll out for the next couple of years, few years. I, I got enough content to roll out for the next couple of years. I got four or five videos in the stash right now. But, like I said, when you're independent, you got to, you know, you got to, be strategic on, on, on when you do things. You, you campaign for yourself. You know what I mean? You you, you study and learn the, the, the game and the patterns and what, what, what works and what's successful and what's not. And you just try to stick to it. You know, you make sure that you give everything is, is, is right amount of time. You promote it right. You know, a lot of people will come, come out with a song or a video and drop it this week. And after this week, it's done. That's it. They don't work it. They don't do nothing. That's it. That's a waste for me. Like these, these, these songs are my babies, man. Like we, <laughs> these videos, like these, these shits are blood, sweat, and tears put in. There's a lot of ideas, a lot of energy spent on them, so they got to get their, their just do. Right. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense, man. You know, and I want to get into a couple, a couple of your lyrics too, man, because um, that's always been something that to me has stood out. Um, you know, and and why I've always enjoyed your music. On reasons you say, without fear, there wouldn't be any bravery. What does that line mean to you today, especially, you know, 2017, when you look at what's been going on in the world? You know, I, I'm glad you bring that line up, right? Because there's, there's lines like you bring that line up and another line from another song immediately. Nah, another line from another song immediately jumps in my head, right? So without fear, there wouldn't be any bravery, right? Right. You got to lose before you learn how to win, Brian. Losing is the best teacher in the world in my book you know what I mean you have to lose and know why you lost to be able to go back to the drawing board to make the proper adjustments and proper corrections necessary to, to win you know what I mean so it's the thing that if you were never scared of anything you wouldn't know how to be brave and not be scared of it anymore you have to first be scared of something to become brave you know what I mean? If there was no fear, there wouldn't be any bravery. So, I say that to say this: um, you have you have to go through through bad things almost. You have to, you, it's experience. You have to go through bad things in order to know how to be happy, how to be successful, how to win, how to be brave. How not to be afraid of, of, of making certain moves. How to go with your gut. How to not be scared to take risks. You have to go through things. You have to, you, you know, you have to, you have to go through failure. You have to lose. You know what I'm saying? You have to, you have to have lost a fight to, to know how to come back and win a fight. So, how would you, you know? Mike, you, oh, sorry. Mike, Mike, Mike Tyson, one of my favorite quotes Mike Tyson said was, "Everybody got a plan." until they get punched in their face. 
and that plan changes. It's a great <laughs> you know quote. What I mean? like, great quote. You know, everybody, everybody, you know, they envision a fight. They envision themselves going in the ring and punching this dude and knocking him out. They never envision getting hit and wondering how that's gonna feel and wonder and, and wondering will I be able to take that hit and stay on my feet. They never think about that. They think about hitting people. They never think about getting hit. You have to get hit. You gotta lose. You gotta get knocked down. You gotta you gotta go through these things before you can be resilient, before you can be brave, before you can be fearless. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And so when you look at that, man, you know, you you definitely talked about your successes, you know, BET, MTV, you know, um, blog coverage, um, you know, MTV in Italy. Um, you know, you've talked about that, but what would you consider as some of your bigger failures as an independent artist over the last 10 years? Some of my failures? Yeah, what, uh, what, what, when you look back on yourself and like what you wish you had done differently. I feel like, you know, to be honest with you, I feel like I've done enough work in my own. A failure of mine is I've done enough work in my own hometown to not be, to not have been on a uh, festival stage at Summer Jam. You know what I mean? Mm. That's I, I, that a failure for me. Like, yo, how was it? Bro, you know, you sold out SOBs. You, <laughs> I, 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 I ran up in places 100, 200 deep. I mean, literally, these are things that you've never seen in this town. You know what I'm saying? Songs have hit the radio. You got a, a homegrown artist that, you know, is doing great, great things overseas. So I consider it a failure that uh, uh, an event such as that in my own hometown that I haven't been a part of yet. So that's a failure for me. Mm. But um, that'll change soon. That motivates me. You know what I mean? Shout out to the people at Hot 97 because shout out to my man Ebro too. Shout out to DJ Enough with Camilo. Those are my guys over there. But that, that motivates me. You know what I mean? It's, it's never any bitterness with me. It's, oh, like I told you, like it's no, you, losing is the best teacher in the world. So it motivates me. You know what I'm saying? So, but if if you if I gotta say a failure, that's I, I could say that a failure. Other than that, I mean, it's not. I can't say I failed that much. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. You know, what are the what are the the lines? You know, I, I just found really dope, man. Come on, you said I could change the game in one bar. You know, can you talk about that line? Well, I could, I, I could change the game with one ball. Yeah, yeah, from the song, Come On. Yeah, I feel like, you know, music changes. And um, like we said, you know, the quality of music has changed because, you know, the business aspect of, of, of music has changed. But I feel like, ball for ball, as a lyricist, I don't know many people that could go toe-to-toe with me. I'm, I'm, I'm just confident in myself uh, you know like I said I'm a fan of music but I put so much thought and, and, and you know into into these lines where I, I don't I never cheat you on any line I don't take any lines off there's always substance in every line there's always a meaning whether it's clever whether it's straight to the point whether it's wittiness whether I'm having playing with words 
is always shrouded in, in, in quality content. So when I say I can change the game with one ball, you know, I think I think the lines like I got friends with cancer that I need to buy the cure for. My heart's cold, but at least it's still pure, dog. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can I can really change the game with one line. I got friends with cancer that I need to buy the cure for. If that's not shrouded in reality, you, you know what I mean? Like, food for thought, raises awareness at, at, at astronomical levels. Like, can he really buy the cure for cancer? Shit, can I? Can I? <laughs> yes. And, and that actually leads, man, perfectly into my next question, too, man, because you, you're able to capture, you know, the the perspective and and like like have like streetwise lyrics but also a positive message and we are talking about like you know this is the way to go don't do this do that like this and you know it's rare to 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 pull that off successfully i mean i think of somebody like krs as someone who's able to do that and that's not to say that you are like krs i just i find that a similarity between the two of you um but like legend yeah for sure you know what what makes you able to to be able to do that and what motivates you to have that that positivity in your music because it's not like that's something you find across the board you know what it is Brian um I just have a fucking boatload of fucking thoughts every day. Boatload. Like, the, the amount of shit that passes through my mind and the amount of thoughts that I have on a daily basis is, is fucking insane, right? And I'm, sh- and I'm sure we all do. But the minute that I have a thought that provokes a response out of me, I, it, the way my mind works, I'm, I immediately... There's somebody else out there that must be thinking the same thing. It can't be just me. So I feel almost obligated to come up with a line for a thought that I had that provoked a response out of me with the hopes of that person that I think that must be thinking the same thing hears this and knows that they're not alone. Mm. I write from the perspective of playing devil's advocate. All I'm trying to do is provoke a response out of you. And I feel like the greatest artists that have ever lived and the great ones that are still living and are still doing their thing are artists that play devil's advocate. How do you do that? How do you get how do you get yourself when you're writing on that from to see things from that other perspective? How do you, how do you how do you make yourself do that and and and, and pull it off? my environment man uh, 98% of the time I only write while I drive wow I only write I only write in the car that's a, that's a secret I'm gonna give a lot of a lot of guys out there it's a, a gem that there you go this is free is a free gem right here I only write in the car and I do that because if you write in the car you can never have writer's block you see something different every block 
So everything that I see in every neighborhood that, I, that I'm in and every country that I step foot in, my mind is already, it, every thought that I have is, is turning into a ball. That's crazy. That, you, you know, for, for... So each, I had a thought, right? I had a thought I'm driving, right? And I'm like, I see a cop call, right? And I see the, the, the driver of, of the police car on a cell phone while he's driving with the phone to his ear, right? Mm-hmm. So immediately my mind says, this same motherfucker could pull me over right now for talking on my cell phone. But he's talking on his cell phone, so who's watching him? Who gives him a fucking ticket? Right. There you have it, real life, shrouded in reality. That becomes a line. Cops talking while he, cops driving while they talking on their cell phone. They pull you over for talking up on your cell phone. I ain't hanging up. I put money up on his jail phone. So Puka hope they ain't train them dogs to smell chrome. <laughs> and Puka's my brother in jail at the time. Man, but please tell me, man, you're not driving while you're writing, man. Please tell me you, you're like passenger seat. Now I'm driving, man. I'm driving, man. I, I, for uh, for legal purposes, I use voice recorder. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and hands free. Man, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm all for you doing what you're doing, man. I just, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be reading, you know, in the New York Post that Dan's got. In a car accident, man. <laughs> I'm just, nah, I'm, nah, man, nah. That, that, that's that's really cool, though. On a serious note, because I've talked to so many different artists about their writing process and and how do your rhymes come together, and I've gotten so many different answers over the years, which has been really fascinating to me because it's just like it, it continues to show there's not one way to do it. But I've never heard of anybody saying what you just said about writing in the car because of, of what you see. Like, I think that's, um, you know, such a cool way to do it. And, you know, I can see why, like, it makes perfect sense, you know, as, as you broke it down. But are you, are you aware, man, that like, like, I've, you know, you know how many people I've interviewed over the years? I've never heard anybody say that, man. Like you're the first. What? Yeah. I've never heard that idea before. Like it, and, and honestly, the thought never would have crossed my mind, you know, um, that that would even be a way to write rhymes. I mean, I could see if you're in the back seat on a long road trip or something, or you're, you're on a tour and you're driving from, you know, a six hour trip to the next venue, I could see writing rhymes, but not exclusively the way you, the way you just broke it down. Yeah, man. That, I mean, it, it's always worked for me that... Like I said, it's my environment, right? My, I'm just I'm, I'm just a mandated reporter, right? It, it, so it's always worked for me because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've written songs in the booth, right? But I, I don't really like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really like it because I feel like I'm in a fucking fish tank. I'm in this one room with these four walls, and if you ever see me writing in the, in the studio, I'm pacing back and forth feverishly. Mm. I can't be still and write. You know what I mean? Like, I, if I if I am writing the studio, I'm pacing back and forth until the entire song is written, and I don't stop walking back and forth. So, like I said, my it's my environment, man. It's my environment. 
It's just it, we be outside. <laughs> so, you know, do you do a lot of revision, man, when you write, or is usually the way it comes out the first time the way you keep it? It's usually how it comes out the first time. Like, there's been songs that I've done some revisions here and there. I'm like, you know what? The 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 last eight balls I feel could be a little bit stronger, so I'll go back and make a couple of revisions here and there. But nine times out of ten, the way I'm the way I'm piecing songs together, and they usually always co- cohesive. If you if you notice, like regardless of if there's a topic or not, if it's a conceptual joint or not, the verses are always cohesive. They're, they're not just like. I'm this, this, these four bars I'm talking about this and then I immediately switch to another subject the next four it just it just goes <laughs> it just goes thought after thought after thought after thought until it's complete and do you have anybody that you run your rhymes by man like hey like you know I'm thinking this for this song or do you just do what you feel man and then take the feedback I mean how, like how do you work with feedback as a writer I'm well. I'm biased, so you know. But but I'm I'm, I'm also fortunate because I, I only really run my, my my verses back to to either busy or Chicago, or most of the time both of them. Just to check their opinion. You know what I mean? That way, it's not just me thinking this. Yo, this is it. Put it to a vote. You know what I mean? It's out of three people, two of us say it's hot. It goes. And, and I'm guessing too, man, you know, just, just from the longevity of those relationships um, and the closeness, that those are guys that have no problem telling you that's not working. Like, at all. They're not just yes men. That's why. <laughs> because we, trust me, and that's why I leave with who I came with. And that's why Busy in Chicago, those are my brothers, those are my business partners. And we developed a. a such a, a, a huge amount of trust between us, us three where I run it by them they say no it's no that's it we've gotten to the point where earlier on I'd be like nah fuck that y'all bugging I think it's hot and they're like nah I think it could be better and I'm like nah this shit is compare this shit to this guy y'all being too you, you being you, you micromanaging me being too overcritical you know what I mean like fucking nitpicking my shit and they're like nah it could be fucking better and I'm like ah and I'll go back and I'll fuck with it. But it's got to the point now where I'll spit something for them on, on, on the beat. Like, yo, this is how it's coming. This is what I got. And one of them be like, nah. And I, all it takes is one of them to say nah now. And I'm like, scrap, let's go. Right back to it. Next. They say no, it's no. That's it. And, we, and I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate to have them. Yeah, that that's awesome, because um, that you know that doesn't that doesn't happen for everybody, man. You know, um, and you know, I've always been a fan of yours, obviously, but also Nems, man. Um, I think Nems is 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 really dope. And it was it was so Nems, cool. Nems is one of the greatest. And and Nems so, the greatest. You, you said he's the greatest. Yeah, yeah. The phone cut out, man. Sorry that you said Nems is one of the oh. greatest. Nems is one. Nems is one of the greatest lyricists of, of of our time. Period. Living legend. And he definitely does not get the props he deserves, man. 
and you know it was so cool to hear you guys together on Barcodics Anonymous man do you guys have any more plans to work together oh yeah we, we just started an EP so we're about to put out a tape together that's gonna be fucking crazy <laughs> that's awesome that shit is gonna be crazy and we we're really gonna do a lot of damage with that one yeah, I'm sure you could uh, imagine like that's gonna come out of that one yeah, because I feel like, man, like if you're going to work with Nems, man, you almost got to go in a different mind state than you would as a solo artist or if you're doing a song with somebody else. Like, what does Nems bring out of you as an MC? Oh, uh, man, Nems brings out the epitome of me as an MC. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're from similar places. You know what I mean? We, we, we grew up around the same area. He's from Coney Island. I'm from Flatbush. But like I said, we'd be outside. He used to be around my way. I used to be in Coney Island around his way growing up. I got a lot of family from Coney Island. Uh, he got he got family everywhere. We we've, we've known each other for a long time. We and before that we've known of each of each other as artists for a, lo- a long time. But um, we come from the same era. We come from the same. We have the same you know interests with rap. We like the same artists with rap. You know what I mean? So you put me and them together. You you getting. <laughs> You getting that golden era, that gritty, that grimy New York. Yeah, perfect. Yep. And yep. So it's gonna get ugly. That, that's what we need, man. And then you look at But so you listen to Nems and that's about enshrouded in reality as well. Right. So we compliment each other in a great way. You know what I mean? Me and them get in the studio and it's like <laughs> It's war. It's just like like gladiator school in the studio. No, I think I think it's a, I think oh. it's I think I think I think it's great oh. chemistry there. Yeah, because we 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 push each other, and you know we, it's like a, a it's like such a, a a friendly competition with me and them. Such a healthy a healthy competition too, because we're literally like we keep stacked. Me and them. Like, we're really trying to outdo each other line for line. Every song we do together. And it's like, the crew knows it. Like, niggas around our way know about it. And it's like, at the end of the day, he got to go home to Coney Island. And I got to go home to Flatbush. And I don't know how much you know about Coney Island and Flatbush. Like, they never really got along. So, it's like, you better kill that Flatbush, nigga. And niggas in Flatbush, like, you better kill that Coney Island. <laughs> That's crazy. So, so who's but, uh, what's the tally at? Oh, I mean, Nems never beat me, man. <laughs> I'm undefeated, man. <laughs> I'm sure he'll tell you different. <laughs> I know. I, I That's think, my brother, man. I, I'm about to see if Nems wants to do an interview tomorrow night, man. <laughs> yeah, he will. He most certainly will. I think that's great, man. Though it's the it's the competition, man. That like. You know, because I've talked to so many artists, you know, that have said like, you know, like like informal battles, uh, you know, typing out battles and, and handwriting, you know, lyrics like acapella, like so much of that friendly competition. I've heard artists say has just made them a better MC, man. I mean, the fact that you guys are doing that can only just make you better. Hell yeah. I mean, we be in the booth and he'll say some shit. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Gotta be fucking kidding me! And the whole fucking booth, fucking 
start hysterically laughing like this motherfucker is crazy. And I'm like, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta come, I gotta come with something better than that. Then I'll say some shit, and then them to be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then you know we just bounce off each other like, now nah, fuck that. Line for line, we gonna each one's gonna be better than the last. Let's just keep going, and we gonna and, and both of us we gonna get each other to the promised land. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's that's a great and that's a great perspective. And I'm really looking forward to that EP coming out, man. And another yeah. EP you did uh, the Flat Beach EP with Flu Kang. You know, what yeah, you, my God. Yeah, it's super dope, man. You know, what do you gain doing a project with one producer like that? You know that that happened in one studio take. Wow. All those songs in one in one shot. I walked into the studio, anticipating recording some other shit for, for um when they give you nothing. And Flu Kang was there. That's that's John Sparks right here, man. Shout out to John Sparks, my engineer. And um, he uh, he's just Flu Kang's like a fucking idiot savant. This guy's like a fucking genius. You know what I mean? All he cares about is smoking weed and play the piano and making beats. You know what I'm saying? And doing hooks. <laughs> so, wow. But he's so music fine. Like, he can he, he doesn't know how to read music. Neither does Chicago. But Blue Kanker hear a song on the radio, and five minutes later, he can play the entire the entire beat back for you on the piano. That's incredible. Five minutes. Five minutes. So he's in there, he's bugging out. He's like, yo, listen to this shit. I'm like, yo, this is hot. He's like, you like that? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yo, listen to this shit. I'm like, yo, this is hot. He's like, you like that? I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, yo, let me get a piece of that. I just went, did my verse. He, he, those are all his beats. Went, did my verses, then put my little touch to it. And five, six hours later, you had an EP. That's awesome. Do you see yourself doing more projects like that too with one producer because of like how you're able to quickly build a relationship in chemistry and it it seems like it, it would just be an easy way to 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 put a project together if, if the chemistry is right. yeah definitely yeah absolutely absolutely I li- i'd like to do one with harry fraud hopefully we can get that we can get that knocked out but um yeah man because producers are fucking all rappers man they're they rapping through the beat you know what I'm saying? Those beats got balls, man. So it's like, okay, that's what you said. All right, I feel what you said. This is how I feel about it. I'm gonna say that I'm, I'm gonna talk my shit on it. So I think it's a, it's a great thing to, to be able to lock in with one producer and, and, and vibe out with them, and then you know collaborate and put some dope together. Cause these are time pieces, man. I, I look at music just just like I look at pictures. You know, they're forever. So to be able to you know share time. A timepiece with somebody is a, is a very is a very a, a very dope thing to be able to do, man. And I think that a lot of people they only they don't look at it like that. Like y'all just fucking just took a, a picture and that shit lasts forever. Like that's a piece of time. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you know, just you know, we've talked about the hip hop game demo of the month days, man, and you know how much you've grown as an artist. Um, how would you describe your growth over the years, man? If, if if you were writing your own autobiography, man, you had to explain, you know, how dance grew as an artist. You know, how would you describe it? 
how would I describe myself as an artist? Your growth as an artist over the years, because you know, you, you've you've been in the game long enough, man, to where you've grown, and and we've been able to witness the maturity and the growth, um, and and really see how you've changed, and also you know how you've stayed true to the essence of who you are, you know. But how how would you describe your growth over the years? I think I think it was. It would be one of the best underdog stories ever told. That's a, that when I look back on my growth and I look back where we started and how it started and what it evolved to and how we've been able to be consistent and achieve what we've achieved and never compromise our integrity. I think it would be one of the best under, underdog stories ever written because of the fact that with the, the climate of this, this music business, for someone to not conform for someone to be told no so many times and to be overlooked so many times, to continue to be resilient and continue to, you know, do it for the passion. And like I said, not conform and to ultimately win on on our terms, I think it would be one of the best underdog stories ever told. Let's, let's spell it out for them. Let's, 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 spell, let's spell it out for them. So, check it. A is for the ass-whipping niggas received. And in the hood, B's and C's, you ducking the D's. Nowadays, flipping that E could get you an F. And real G's don't believe in the vest. H is for hospital. I's for infirmary, light skin. But when they brought him in, he was burgundy. J is for the jump offs. K is for the county of kings. When we run up on your block, you get bumped off. Roll L's and dream about making M's. My nigga Nas should have never let them take the end. The toilet is the O when you pee. Q is the question. Where do spirits go when they leave? School to guessing. R is for ricochet. S stands in front of T. Before that, it's ALB. Put it together. I run up on you like DMX with fake dreads running up on the V. No squeegee. Get sprayed up. No graffiti. I crumble you with your BM and a W. Now she your ex. Don't ask why. We catch Z's after sex. You know I'm fly. My name Dan. 